Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we're reading from the Big Book, and we're in the chapter Into Action on page 84. We'll be reading and commenting on the third paragraph that begins, And We Have Ceased Fighting and ends so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Today's readers, thank you for your service this morning. Marietta P. for the 12 steps, Benita L. for the traditions, Pete B. and Sherry D. and our newcomer greeters, Anne-Marie M. And our second hour host is Christine G. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, June 6, 2023, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,325. That's 20325. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 20,326. That's 20326. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marietta P. to please read the 12 steps. Marietta, press star one, we can't hear you. Good morning, Marietta P. from Virginia. 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, Made a list of all persons we'd harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs, 
and thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Marietta P. And I'll now ask Vanita L. to please read the 12 traditions. Hi, Vanita L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never to endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never to be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Benita L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book on page 84, the third paragraph that begins, and we have ceased fighting, and ends so long as we keep in fit spiritual conditions, and comments will be on that one paragraph, and I'll ask Pete B. to please begin reading. Uh, thanks. <clears throat> thanks, Mara. Thanks for your service. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive over here, and we cover today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. 
we will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. You know, those are, those are, um, you know, those are often referred to as the 10 step promises. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I don't, I like to stick with what the book says. And to me, they don't come across as a promise because a promise is a declaration that something is going to happen. And these are stated, my estimation, as a result. They are the product of what is going to occur or what has occurred as a result of working the previous steps that are here. Right, and I started thinking about this, and it says, for, this, for by this time, sanity will have returned. Well, what if I didn't start off sane? Right, what, what if I, you know, because I can't remember a, a point in time where I wasn't driven, uh, you know, by food, you know, where to get it, how much to get, where am I going, who is it going to come from? They're just obsessed with, you know, too much, too little. I just can't remember, ever remember a time. But then I was thinking back to where it says step two says that we will be restored to sanity. And I, I think what that means is that I'll be restored to the form and function that my creator intended for me, not to where I was before I got here. Restored to sanity, react sanely and normally, right? You know, and, and, and that's what I have to remember. Like, I'm, I, you know, this is a transformation that takes place not to stick, not to, not to bring me back where I was, but to transform me into what my creator would have me be. To utilize the resources, the skills, the capabilities, the qualities, and the characteristics that, they re- that the, the creator has instilled in me, in each and every one of us, to walk a free person. You know, it's a, this is the how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And what does fit spiritual condition look like? Well, for one thing, I'm abstinent. I'm not ingesting the substances or engaging in the behaviors that cause the phenomena of craving. I'm not pursuing things, the, 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 the blame, the guilt, the remorse, the shame of being incomprehensibly demoralized has, is gone. I'm carrying myself in a manner that my, I think my creator would have me carry myself. I'm thinking independently. I'm being guided and inspired by the God of my understanding. I'm working with others and carrying the message of recovery into the lives of fellow sufferers and the message of God's will, God's love, and God's way of life into all aspects of my life. Right? To me, that sounds like fit spiritual condition. It, makes, it, may, it may look different for someone else, right? But, I, I, you know, for, for what, I, what, what I said, I'm going to go back to what I said. I'm not looking to be, you know, put back to where I was. I'm looking to be transformed into everything that I possibly can be. That's what real humility is. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Pete B., for getting us started.
And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back this morning. And who would like to share on what was read? Tina S. Rick J. Tina. Linda D. Rick. Linda D. Linda. This is Jen A. M. Jen. Did I hear someone else after Jen? Leah S. I heard Leah S. There's somebody else trying to get in. Julie M. Julie, thank you. Vanita L. Was that Vanita? Yeah. Okay. Vasa. This is, Vasa. Okay, Vasa. All right. Thank I'm going to put you at the end. Let me tell you all what I have. I have Tina S., Rick J., Linda D., Jen A., Leah S., Julie M., Vanita L., and Vasa O. Great lineup. Tina S., you're up, followed by Rick J. Thanks so much for your service, Lisa. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Yeah, great lead. Thanks so much. Ditto, ditto, ditto. You know, it just covered the whole paragraph. And, you know, you know, I too believe that the only way I get this result is through work in the first nine, the first nine steps, you know, and I, and I get to this place. And, you know, me too. I don't know, not so, so much sure about sanity, but what I do know is, is my, my thinking has changed. There's, you know, a transformation that has come about, you know, and, um, you know, from the promises that I've gotten through working the first nine steps, I'm in a place of I really want more of what I've got, you know, so I continue to do what I'm doing. You know, I continue this inventory. You know, I continue to uh, seek, you know, um, a higher power and what his will is for me today. And I, and I want to carry the message. And so when I do these things, you know, I get a result. I get a result that is, you know, I am, I am protected. You know, I, you know, I re- recoil. From food, it's from a hot flame. You know, I've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. You know, because I'm not thinking about the food. You know, I haven't ingested any alcoholic food, so I don't have that allergy going off. You know, so I don't have the obsession. I mean, if I have the obsession of the mind, I do the work. You know, I work with somebody else. You know, and you know, and we're neither cocky nor we're afraid. You know, those are things that come about when I'm when I'm, I'm in fit spiritual condition. Bottom line, because if not, then I'm cocky or I'm afraid. You know, and and you know, and I think that's a condition. You know, that is this that that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. You know, and I have an opportunity to do that daily, one day at a time. You know. First, when I wake up in the morning, and if it doesn't happen then, then throughout the day, you know, I have directions that I can, you know, contact, keep in contact with the power greater than myself so that I suit up and show up for his will today, you know, to have these things come about. And, you know, and I am free, bottom line. You know, if I've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected, I am free. But there's work to be done daily for me. Uh, great, great paragraph. I'm really looking forward to all the shares. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tina S. And Rick J., you're up, followed by Linda D. Hey, good morning, everybody. Yeah, Rick J., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. Yeah, I love this paragraph. And for me, it's, you know, these, we call them promises, um, but, you know, for me, they're descriptions of spiritual transformation that start occurring as we're doing the spiritual actions as it's laid out. Um, you know, they uh, they start in the in the very beginning. 
you know, as we go through this, this process and certainly as we begin our amends process, um, you know, we, we experience the, you know, the new freedom and the new happiness, that release from that, you know, that selfishness, that uh, self-centeredness that's the root of our problem, um, you know, where it's just everything is about us. And, and now as we continue to do this, um, we actually see the part where the, uh, the transformation includes the neutrality over the mental obsession, of course, never the, um, the physical allergy that's, that's there for me. But the, uh, the word and is an interesting way to start this, um, this paragraph. It's almost like it's, by the way, you know, here's how, what you're going to experience after you, you know, you go through this, uh, this personal house cleaning process, but you got to continue it. You can't just stop. You got to continue to remove the things that are going to keep you sick. So we continue to do that. Um, and, and now though, we're going to keep going on with the way the spiritual transformation has occurred with us, you know, at this point of our, um, spiritual action process. And that last sentence, this is how we react. So long as we keep in fit spiritual condition, I call, I kind of laugh at myself. I call this the so long promise because, you know, if I, if I'm not working this program, it's so long, Rick, you know, it's, this is both a, a promise and a warning. And, and I have 20 years experience of, uh, you know, <laughs> of not keeping in fit spiritual condition. So um, I, um, I love too how, it brings us to this point, and then these following paragraphs are are segues and and setting us up for now that we know that we need to keep releasing the things that block us from this power that's transforming us. Now, what are we going to do? We're going to connect. Is you know we're going to strengthen that connection. Of course, that's coming up in step eleven, but this is this is all like we've got to this point now, but wait, there's more. You know, it's it's into action. And, uh, you know, throughout this whole chapter, you know, it's like and we you know, there's action and more action and more action. Um, And we're at that point, though, where we're seeing this beautiful spiritual transformation as a result of the actions that we've taken so far. And um, I'm so grateful to be here with that. I pass. Thank you, Rick J. And Linda D., you're up, followed by Jen A. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I'm so happy to be here and to be here with all of you to learn about life, how to live it, how to live it not in a state of fear, but in a state of love. Because I wake up human. What a miracle I wake up. I don't do that. That's a gift. I wake up and I have a choice because of these steps, because of this program, this miraculous meeting in particular of Overeaters Anonymous. Perfect examples, not perfect, but human examples of the bravery it takes to walk this path because I really messed up. I didn't know how to live for most of my life. And I have nine years and a few months of learning really how to live line by line with you. Uh, the point is now I recognize things that I never ever could, could have even noticed before. I was, I'm going to make it simple. I was a crippled child. 
in an adult body. That's the best way to describe it. Very maimed by this disease, didn't know how to function. And last night, in the middle of the night, I had to come into the kitchen uh, to get medicine that's in the refrigerator. And uh, I looked out, and there was a strawberry moon. It was the most beautiful shade of salmon, I would call it. And I looked at that moon. I just couldn't believe it was real. And something went boing inside. And I said to God, because I talk to God a lot and I listen a lot, how, how do you do the magnificent things you do? You're, you're giving me a strawberry moon. You're giving me my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a magnificent spiritual experience. Is that because I'm special? Yeah. And so are you. These kind of experiences uh, can't be staged. They're a result of surrender because that's the action that I have to take. I defer. I defer to the Holy One that runs this universe. God. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. And Jen A., you're up, followed by Leah S. Good morning. This is Jen A., recovered here in Colorado by God's grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for saving a girl like me um, and for giving me the gift of neutrality. I love it. Here I am on a meeting sharing with my fellows and just so fired up because every pitch so far is just like spot on. I Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I agree with everything everybody said. And I've experienced um, what these promises um, are saying in this book. They're not just words on a page. Um, you know, this is, this is what's happened to me, a full transformation. And it continues to happen. And I continue to transform. I was at the movie theaters this weekend, and here comes this advertisement, you know, transformer to do more than meets the eye. And I was, like, so excited. I'm like, yes, that's like my life. It just keeps transforming and getting better. Because the girls who came in here were stuffing her face with food because she was full of guilt and hopeless. She was totally hopeless. She was always fighting people and full of fear and disappointed and angry, demanding, you know. Um, and, and that was me. You know, I was just the most negative, pissy, angry person, and I was out to get people with a vengeance. And even the nicest of days, I was still a raging bitch. And today, for the most part, I can say that I do my best to go out and love God and the people about me. And it's only because of what God has done and how God continues to transform me. You know, this divine soul surgery um, that God is doing in and through me because I take action and do the work. I keep hearing that from people like, right, you're in fit spiritual condition. Well, what is fit spiritual condition? When the dashboard light comes on and tells me my oil needs to be changed, do I avoid it? No, I do something about it. You know, when I'm going over a certain, you know, uh, miles per hour on the speedometer, I go, hmm, maybe I should slow down or that might might mean a ticket. It's kind of a warning sign for me to say stay within the range of healthy, stay within the range of, you know, being a responsible driver, Jennifer. So I look at, you know, this program as the same way. If I get in fear, if I start to be angry, if I start to go back to the way things were, I have a process. You see, I'm a CIP in this program. And that's what this program has taught me to do, 
it's taught me to live a way of living. A design for living that really works is what the big book talks about. And the CIP stands for this. C, continue. I, improve. And P, practice. Those are pretty important initials that I have after my name today as I've, I've been given this gift. That's a BFD. Big fucking deal, people. So I'll be in fit spiritual condition. I have to work at it every day. I have to rely on God. And when I do, he will do the divine and miraculous surgical procedure on what? My heart. The inward transfa- transformation. More that's meeting the eye is the inward part of me. And that's my alarm. So I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. And Leah F., you're up, followed by Julie M., Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, my goodness, we ceased fighting anyone or anything. Um, my, I kept on fighting my family members all the time, and I don't know when I stopped fighting. I don't know when, when this happened, but this book is absolutely miraculous. What is a miracle? A miracle is something that you don't believe that is usual and that's going to happen, something so unusual that it's called a miracle. This book is a miracle. By me applying myself to this book and actually doing these steps is a miracle because I don't. I no longer fight anyone absolutely in my family i can disagree and i can agree to disagree my goodness these are these are not just words these are absolutely unbelievable and yes uh, uh when we go out to a restaurant like somehow everybody has to take that menu in their hands and somehow i just always resort to my same menu because this is what I like, and this is what I want, and this is what I prefer, and this is what is good for my body as well, and it just um it's just natural and um oh god um <clears throat> neutrality um th- this is just really, really the truth. I lost my phone yesterday. And I thought I was going to go crazy, absolutely crazy. And I still, until I finally came to the point where I finally accepted it is lost and I'm surrendering and I'm getting my new phone today. And, um, and, and that anxiety is not with me anymore. I can't say that it, it left me completely because, come on, I got my whole life on there. But, um, but I'm so grateful because God is not going to forsake me in any which way. And um, it, it's, just, it's just a miracle. I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't flip out. I didn't scream. I didn't curse. I didn't call these. I mean, I got no one, no, nothing, nothing. Just, you know, um, that acceptance that, uh, you know, this is the way God wanted me to have it. And, and we'll see. More will be revealed later on. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah F. And Julie M., you're up, followed by Vanita L. Julie, press star one. We can't hear you. Good morning. This is, good morning. This is Julie M. Um, you you uh, sound kind of far away, Julie. Can you adjust a little bit? I'll do my best. 
Sorry, Julie, we can't hear you. Can you hear me now? That's better, I think. Hi, my name is Julie M. Um, I'm a compulsive eater in upstate New York. Um, I've been coming to Vision now for 90 days, and I've been abstinent for 90 days, and it's been a miracle because I did not have food neutrality, and I've been in the rooms for 17 years, and I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and then all of a sudden, I just went online and saw this number, and I decided to call, and then the miracle happened. Um, I never knew what food neutrality was, and today, by God's grace, I have food neutrality, and it's been with the help of all the wonderful women on Vision that have guided me and given me their love, and they've given me their support, and God, and I, I surrender to God every day, and right now I have a different living situation with my 90-year-old mother living here and sick, and with all of that, I haven't had a reason to eat, and um, I was always white-knuckling it, and I was thinking, how could this be possible that I am not white-knuckling, that I go to restaurants and I could just eat um, normal, I have three meals a day, I weigh and measure, and all of this I've learned because of vision and reaching out to other women, and in, my, in the beginning, I would say everything tastes like cardboard, guess what, food doesn't taste like cardboard anymore. And it's just by God's grace. And so now I'm into action because I was listening for the first 90 days. And so now I'm going to be putting my name out there for sponsors, and I'm going to be working this program to the best of my ability one day at a time. And with that, I'll, I'll pass my time. Thank you. Thank you, Julie M. And Vanita L., you're up, followed by Vasa O. Good morning. Benita L., Recovery Compulsive Overeater from Georgia. So I texted my sponsor a couple of days ago, and I said, you know, I noticed there's something still fighting in me. Not really the food, but um, still in life, I could just feel it in there. You know, it wants to, like, do battle or something. And she said, pray for that part for two weeks. Would you agree to do that? And I said, yes. And and that's been powerful, right, to bring the light of God um, to that part of me. Because I think we are here to improve things and to um, transform things and to change things, but not to, not to fight them. Because to me, fighting is always going into conflict, which would always mean the e- ego. And like people are saying, this attitude has been given to us um, as a gift as long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And, you know, when I first hit 12-step rooms, you know, I thought, oh, you know, I can do these 12 steps. And it never dawned on me that anybody thought it was supposed to be a way I was going to live for the rest of my life. And now I'm so grateful to have these tools to live this way the rest of my life because I have the tools when I'm not serene to get back to being serene. I have the people who will help me become sane again. And um, it's a great, it's a great gift and it's a beautiful way to live. Thank you. Thank you, Benita L. And Vasa O, please share with us. Thank you. 
Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Calling from Foxhorn, Massachusetts. Uh, thank you, moderator, for leading the meeting this morning. Thank you, everyone, for your shares. And this is my uh, treatment. I never went out. I was never hospitalized for the food addiction. And I never believed in miracles until I received the, the miracle from God, from the programs. It, it is a miracle because when I came to my first meeting, I would hear the promises. I would. I remember saying, "This is just too, 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 true to believe." You know, I never believed that I would be in a place where I am today. And I remember it says, "Now we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol." For by this time, sanity will be returning. Uh, we seldom do inter- be interested in liquor. And at the beginning, you know, once I surrendered, put the food in my higher power and my, you know, my sponsor, myself, and the temptation would come back, you know, and I always ask God to relieve me from it, to please help me get through. There were many, I was a grazer. I always, you know, I ate one meal. My husband said, one meal, one in the morning, starts in the morning, doesn't end at nighttime, and I would even check the refrigerator at nighttime when I went to go to the bathroom. So for me, I recoiled from it like like from flame because I'm a cook, I'm a gourmet cook. And for me not to taste it, not to lick my finger, I mean, that, I had to recoil. To me, that was the hardest thing I could do, but I did, you know. And then all of a sudden, things were just happening. I became neutral about it. I didn't have the temptation or the desire to look, I mean, to lick it or to taste it or any of that. I mean, to me, that was a miracle for me to go from one meal to the next meal. So I, this is how we recall, recall so long as we keep in spirit, fit spiritual condition, not with just the food addiction. It started happening gradually with my life and my will as I was working the 12 steps. And there's no graduation. I've been in this program for 37 years, and it's a it's it's blessing. What a gift that was given. It's given to me and to all of us because I would be dead today if I didn't have the program, if I didn't have a relationship with my higher power. I know I'll be a very, very sick woman or I would be dead. So I'm just so grateful for the promises. I'm grateful for the steps. And I work to the, the to the best of my ability. I don't do them perfectly, but what I focus my abstinence. I don't want to ever ever go back there. I don't want to have a relapse. I don't want to start all over. I did that for 25 years of my life. I don't want to ever start all over again. And I'm just so grateful and for this meeting and grateful. I love the way we read one paragraph at a time because I can absorb it better better like that. Thank you for letting me share not pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And we are on page eighty four. We have read the third paragraph that begins and we have ceased fighting and ends so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition and we're commenting on that paragraph only. Who else would like to share this morning? Christina Jim Toledo. Um, I heard Jim Christina Claire. I got Claire. Christina. Crystal P. Okay. Crystal P. 
Did you have Christina I, J there, Lisa? I got Christina. Yep, I got you. Okay. So I have, um, you all tell me if I missed someone, Jim S., Claire E., Christina J., Crystal P., anybody else? Okay, we'll go with that. Margaret Jim B., S. Georgia. Oh, okay, Margaret, I'll put you on there. Jim S., you're up, followed by Claire E. Jim, press star one. We can't hear you. Sorry about that. Jim S., Toledo, Ohio. I am a compulsive overeater. I mean, that's my problem. I um, I want a big piece of pie. I don't want a, a little piece. Um, and that's the way I've been living my life. And it's been hell. And um, I have to remember moment by moment what I am. And um, I have a string tied around my finger today to remind me who I belong to. I belong to my higher power. It's not my life anymore. It's his life. And um, I'm just so grateful that he corrects me when I go astray. You know, there are some things I'm not supposed to eat because of health issues. And I was eating something that I was told not to eat. And I have a wife who says, oh, that's okay. That won't bother you. And I I had a dream that I was completely out of sync with life. And I was like, wow, man, what is that all about? Well, then when I thought about it, I thought, well, okay, yeah. I had one of those things I'm not supposed to eat because I have a condition. Okay, I'm back on track. I need to have a reminder that I'm I belong to a power greater than myself. It's not my life I'm living, I'm living his life in me each day. And I'm so grateful to be part of this program. And I'll pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim S. And Claire E., you're up, followed by Christina J. Claire, press star one. Thank Can you hear me? I think I'm yep, I can there. hear you now. <laughs> Great, brilliant. Thank you. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Cornwall in the UK. Thank you so much to everyone who's um, shared and done service on this paragraph. Um, I really love this part of the book. This is such um, solution-based stuff, and this is what we get when we've, when we've worked our program and when we keep on top of it, when I keep on top of it. Um, and there's a few things I was just thinking about in this paragraph, these things fighting anything or anyone. So my previous experience in OA of abstinence and, and, and even outside of OA of trying to stop overeating, trying to stop my bulimia was this sort of white knuckled, miserable existence where all I could do was think about it. And, you know, I, I, the person I fought most was myself, you know, should I, shouldn't I? Should, would you, if I did this, then I'd do that. If I do that, then I'll have to do this. 
you know, uh, uh, go and eat it. No, don't go and eat it. You know, there's constant battle going on in my head about what I was or wasn't going to eat or what I was going to do or what I wasn't going to do about it. Even in OA, should I get a new sponsor? Shall I do this? Shall I do that? And, you know, just the um, the relief that comes from not fighting it. And if, 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 if all I ever wanted was neutrality around the food, just to not want it. You know, that was my dream. And I didn't think that would ever happen for someone like me, that I could just not think about food and eat normally when the time came. That in itself would have been enough for me. That would have that would have been enough for me when I came into OA. If that was all I got out of the program, that would have been enough for me. And yet I've got so much more. You know, I've got this sort of um, sanity and quality to my life. It's emotional sobriety, if you like. Not always, I have to be honest. Um, you know, this, this ceasing fighting, um, you know, that, that, that gives my whole life and my, my relationship with my higher power, which gives my life a whole different dimension. But it would have been enough. It would have been enough just to have been able to um, be in that position of neutrality. Um, and I love this bit at the end as well. We're neither cocky nor are afraid. You know, it's so easy for me to get complacent. Um, and I love that we're coming on to the next paragraph, which again gives a bit of a warning. You know, I do have to keep in fit spiritual condition. And the paradox is that's not by faffing about with the food. You know, it's it's um, the problem's been removed. It doesn't exist for me. You know, what I have to do is concentrate on the solution. So I have to concentrate on and and work every day keep on top of my step tens have quiet time have my step 11 work it develop my spiritual muscle and work with other people and that you know is my experience if I put my energy into that the food takes care of itself you know and it's it's such a paradox that we think the problem's the food and yet the problem is just not the food you know and, and the more I can immerse myself in the solution the more the problem just goes away doesn't exist um i have as much emotional attachment to food most of the time as i do to a chair or a curtain it's just there it's just something i don't do and that as i said i would have had your hand off for that when i came into oa um and i'll pass with that thank you so much thank you claire e and christina j you're up followed by crystal p morning everyone it's christina j from the state of north carolina this morning and when i was a child There was anger flying around all over the house. I came into an angry household. I was born into an angry household. And so my protocol was not to fight with anyone or anything. Uh, So I would not fight with you about stuff. What I do with it is, you know, bury it. And also what caused, what this thing did was cause me not to want to tell the truth if I thought I did something wrong. So if I thought I did something wrong, I wouldn't own up to it. You know, I'd try to cover it up, try to make excuses, whatever. But today I've learned through this program that the truth will set you free. The truth sets us free. And it takes courage to tell the truth. All week long, for the last two weeks, I've been battling with, see, I'm I'm doing battling, I'm battling with myself around my mom's situation. You know, my mom is in my cell. She's suffering. And she's slowly dying. And I've made outreach calls. I've talked to people. I've been processing. But yesterday, um, the devil walked into my office. And I could see it. I mean, I fucking, excuse my language, I could see it. I could see him carrying these boxes of donuts. And I went right to him. I went right to him. And I got relief. I got relief from this pain in my heart that I've been trying to oust and 
and relieve and do everything I can, not sleeping all week, you know. And I even did a 10-step with my sponsor yesterday morning. So I'm ousting the damn devil. I'm ousting my, my ego around this because I don't want to tell you guys. I want to be recovered like some of the beautiful people on this line. And that's what this paragraph is about to me. It, it shines recovery. This is what recovered is, is this paragraph. I had neutrality around the food, you know, and it was beautiful. I was so happy. Food wasn't calling, but this thing, this pain in my heart, I can't stuff it down. And I'm just going to have to do more and more work, as Harlan said on the Sunday edition. I'll have to do more and more and more. You know, and, and, and sure, like, it's not about the feelings, but it is about the feelings. I have feelings about my mother dying, my brother being homeless. You know, I don't want to oust my dirty laundry here on the line, but this is real life here for me. This is real life for me. And I hurt for my mom. She's in my cells. I feel her. And uh, she lives far away, so um, it's hard for me to get to her. Uh, there's a few miracles happening around that. But at any rate, um, the donuts aren't going to get me today because they're not. They're not going to get me, not on my own willpower, but the phone calls I'm going to make. And I heard the little voice, you know, make a call. But um, the devil was already all over me. And I use that term because that's what it felt like. These guys look like that to me. So at any rate, thank you for letting me share. And we can do this together. I can do this with you. And I don't have to suffer anymore today because I've ousted this monster this morning in my share. Thank you. Thank you, Christina J. And Crystal P., you're up, followed by Margaret D. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, when I was reading this, I remembered. I remember the first time I felt like the like the first inkling of this neutrality. You know, growing up with just constantly being in diets, my the only thing, the only way I saw it was just, you know, I'm always going to want this food. It's just about managing how, like, just I'm always going to want it and just have to figure out a way to deal with the fact that I can't eat it or I have to eat less of it and I just have to deal with that. That, that sort of constant battle, it never once occurred to me that I could not want the food at all. That never, ever, nobody had ever told me that was ever possible until I walked into, um, into Overeaters Anonymous and I met people who not only hadn't eaten the food, but didn't want the food, didn't care about the food. And I remember uh, the first time that happened, when I first, you know, got absent, it was very hard. Like, uh, just just watching my family eat things is just I would have to leave the room. I would like go to the basement. I would just leave restaurants for a while and like c- call somebody because I couldn't bear to watch them eat those things. And I remember once I was at a I was at I was volunteering with these nuns and it was a, a, for a little uh, boy's birthday party. And they brought what is basically my heroin, like ice cream cake. That's just basically if I could if I could inject that like through my veins, I would. But you know, it's just, um, and I couldn't bear, I couldn't bear to be around the ice cream cake. And so I went into the next room and one of the nuns followed me and she's like, Oh honey, are you okay? And I said, you know, I just, I can't look at the cake. I just, I need to just be in this room while they're eating it. And she said, Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetie. You know, one day when you're in heaven, you can have all the ice cream cake that you want. And that was the first time in my entire life. The thought didn't come to me like, yes, thank you, God. Like, when is that going to happen? It was instead, I don't want that anymore. That's not heaven for me. Ice cream is no longer heaven. Heaven is where ice cream has no hold on me ever again. 
that was my first instance. And I kept, thank you, God, I kept working the steps. And today, I can't even imagine, like I went um, wedding cake shopping with my mom and sister, and we walked into a store that just had a bunch of cakes. And we walked in, and the, their first comment was, whoa, do you smell that sugar? And I didn't even smell it. I don't even smell this stuff anymore. God has not only changed my mind and my heart, God has changed my nostrils. And I didn't even know that was, that was possible at all. So these are complete miracles. And I'm so, so grateful because it's not something I could have ever done. And it means I get to live my life in peace. Thanks for letting me share it, Pass. Thank you, Crystal P. And Margaret D., you're up. And I've added Reba P. after Margaret. Um, I think I'm going to pass. I realized I have a question. So I'm going to pass. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks, Margaret. Um, Reva, are you available? We can't hear you, Reva. Star one. Hey, this is Charles H. Can I be added to the list? Yes, Charles. I think Reva's been having some technical trouble. I'll swing back around to you, Reva. Charles, are you available? You know what? I'm ready, willing, and able. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you very much, moderator. I appreciate your service. I'm Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive over here. So there's been a lot of discussion, and I love discussion. And, you know, so the spiritual maturity is, is being able to um, take you know, take everything in and process it, right? Even at, you know, the beautiful Vision View uh, conferences when, you know, we hear three or four or five keynote speakers, you know, talking about the same type of, you know, talking about things in the book, however, having their perception of it and not manipulating the book to be on the contrary because that can really kill a real compulsive overheater, you know, you know, just to share your experience, strength, and hope, and if, if somebody can can relate to it, great. But, like, to squeeze and manipulate and be in competition with people on the line is just ludicrous. It's ridiculous, and we need to cut it out. We need to be on one accord. We need to be talking about what the book, because people on here, there's a lot of people on the line that are suffering, that need the raw instructions of the big book. And like, right, like, so in the beginning, it's always about the food. Now it's about the neutrality dealing with God's kids, right? And here's some instruction in this paragraph. You call it promising. You call it results. You call it doing the work. You call it whatever you want, right? But they work. You know, you, I don't know how much I have to do in a day. Some days are more and some days are less. But the instructions will never change. When we're, when we're dead and gone, you know, years from now, still going to be the same instructions. So I just wanted to put that in the atmosphere, you know, and I wish everybody a great day. And um, just keep on keeping on. Thank you, Charles H. And Reva P., want to try again? Can you hear me now? Yes, Reva, please share with us. Okay, well, okay, good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, you know, for me, the torture of this disease was not so much about 
continuing to binge my brains out, but fighting, all the fighting. So I'm just so passionate about this paragraph because I was fighting with the food, was fighting with my body, and based on my self-will run riot, I was fighting with everything and everyone, trying to fit everybody and everything into my plans and designs, which were based on selfishness um, and lots of resentment and fears. So this promise to me is huge. It doesn't say that I'm just going to put the food down, but I'm not going to even want it. I'm going to have this neutrality and I'm not going to be fighting. Um, And, which means I continue, continue, continue. By this time, when I've done the steps, so long as. And if I do those things and I, you know, follow the conditions, I get these amazing promises that are way beyond it's it's even food so it's saying it's not just the alcohol it's not just the food even food and you know what else we just had this unveiling from my mother the people who came were not the people who I wanted the hotel I stayed at was not the hotel I was planning to have the whole thing God orchestrated it because I worked my buns off um, doing these step tens And then what happens? Like, I'm not fighting. And the event was absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. Um, And you know what else I'm not fighting? I feel this tremendous sadness, hole and ache because my last parent is gone. And grief and sadness are just really icky feelings. I like feeling excited and high, high, happy, happy, joyous, free, skipping, skipping, skipping on the road of happy destiny, not not grief and I'm not fighting the grief and thank you God for this community of people who are my gods with skin um, who support me um, so that I don't have to fight and I can be with stuff um, and get these amazing promises and and um, I just can't put it all into words but I'm so grateful I got to share that and with that I pass. Thank you, Reva. We have maybe 40 seconds. If anybody has anything quick. Okay. Jill T. Brooks. I didn't hear who that was. Thank you. I'm aware of the time. Just checking in. Um, I work for the school district, so now I'm off for the summer. Very excited to be able to be on the live meetings. I am very grateful, though, however, for all who keep up the electronics on this thing, so that I on the meeting, so that I can listen to the recorded meeting and stay in touch with you all throughout the year. But thank you, and have a, a wonderful day. Bye bye. Thanks, Jill. Thanks to everyone who shared this morning, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following Lisa, please press star one. All right. I don't know how I got muted, but thank you to everyone who shared this morning. The share ID for today, Wednesday, June 7, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,328. That's 20328. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
and Sherry D., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Absolutely. Sherry D., compulsive overeater in Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.